0: This is related to what uh, Jonathan just said. I saw also darkness, but on the left-hand side, there was a silhouette, a light coming towards me, with a silhouette of a cross in front of it.
1: The silhouette of the cross. His love. His love sent his son to the cross that you and I might have life. Just a warm welcome to everybody. It's great to just share. And today is a little bit of a different day. We're doing some gems. We're doing some words from the congregation that we believe in the priesthood of all believers. We all get to play. And uh, today is a, is a special birthday. Today is Jane Leach's birthday. And... uh She's not at all well, so let's just hold her up. There's a little bit of a party for her. And we just pray for Jane. We thank you for Jane. And we bless her. We bless her this on her birthday. We bless her with uh, just an awareness awareness of your grace and your mercy. And I pray for a peace in her heart. A peace. A peace which passes all understanding. And so we pray as as, as we celebrate her, her life today. We thank you, Lord, that you celebrate her life. And so we, we thank you, Lord, that all our lives and all our days are, are numbered by you. And because of that, even when we go through the storms and the dark times, we know that you are near and we call to you in that time. So we pray for Jane. We can ask Jonathan to come and and share a little gem, uh, something that's been on his heart. And I think uh, Church of Asegai, the Church that's meets here, Church of Sarepta, 1971, 1972, somewhere in that region. And Jonathan has been there almost from day one. Uh, so when the, the dad of the house, the old man, the man we love, the man that has helped shape my life and your life, whenever he gets up, let's listen. Let's listen to what... The Lord says through him because uh, he carries Jesus.
2: Greet you all in the mighty name of God, Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai El Shaddai, Yada Yai Emmanuel, Lam, and all the other names. Margie gave me a list of names the other day. In the name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous run into it. And I say, in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the name of God, Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, in the name of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Greet you in His name. The word of the Lord in my heart comes from Titus chapter two, and it says. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blessed hope. We're not looking for expropriation without compensation or a solution to the global warming story and all that stuff. We're looking. The believer, the disciple, has got to focus on the blessed hope. It's a glorious, happy expectation of the blessed hope and the glorious appearing. That's the focus. That's what the believers are looking at. Other people are looking at all sorts of things, the price of the Chinese yen and all that. But we are focused on the blessed hope and glorious appearing. I want to testify a little about about Jane and the experience we've had over the last four or five months. It's about dying. It's about death. Death for the believer is the most delightful, exciting, exuberant experience of life. Now, Christ has abolished death. So to be a fear, afraid of death for the believer to be afraid of something that doesn't exist. To live is Christ; to die is gain. So we're into profit and loss. To live is Christ; to die is gain. Those Jesus says, those who live and believe in me shall never die. To depart and be with Christ is better. No, it doesn't say that. Depart and be with Christ is far better. Now, this experience we've had, and I want to testify, Jane was in hospital for a couple of months, I think. And uh, Peter Warren has shepherded us through the whole story. And when things were going very badly at hospital, he said, this is a time of learning. We all learn a lot. My goodness, has it been a learning curve. And it's a time of changing perspective and understanding. It's a messy time. Not tidy. Nappies and things. Jane said, Jane has always been antisocial. She she was brought up in the bush in Zambia, and, and she got on much better with animals and birds than with people. And that has been the same right throughout her life, really. Uh, She's found, she actually left our home group because for our first half hour we would chatter about stuff. And Jane was only interested in heavy theology, so she, she, she couldn't stand just social chatter. Well, in the hospital she said, I've changed, I want to be social. And she wants to pass that message. she actually wants to learn some social skills don 't overdo it. I think ten or fifteen minutes absolutely max. but never mind. <laughs> you know. uh, she has changed. I have changed. Uh, what an experience. What an experience. And then she came home, and now it was 24/ seven. I got some carers. I was a night carer, and it's every two hours there's a call. And I understood those who have wanted to suffocate their mother when she was getting difficult. <laughs> you know. A friend of mine did exactly that. And we made a vow in 1963 in Livingston in Zambia. We made a covenant vow with the covenant God in sickness and in health. And when you call for the fourth time at about four in the morning to pull the blankets over or make, make some Milo, do I love her? I could cheerfully strangle her. And the Lord taught me and reminded me that swooning in the moon in June and the romantic side of romance and love is very important, but it's only the trifle. And what I have learnt, with awe and joy is that emotion and feeling and love uh, and sentiment and yow 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 stuff, all that stuff, you know, all Hollywood stuff it's important, it's a, it's a component, it's part of the meal, but it's the trifle. I'm a pudding man myself, but it's not the essence of love. The essence of love is not about feeling, it's not about emotion, it's not about sentiment. Uh, I mean, In wedding ceremonies, the minister does not say, do you feel? Like taking this woman, man to be your whatever. Do you feel like it is? Will you? Will you take this man? Will you take this woman? Will you? And the Lord brought me into a place of understanding love as a decision and a relationship, a covenant relationship of commitment regardless of calls at four in the morning to get some my And the picture the Lord gave me of love, the meal, the heart of love, the agape love of God. He showed me a steel rod, a thick steel rod. Strangely, I don't understand this. There were yellow and green streaks of light going down the other side. But that green, that great rod had a certain quality to it. And it was about possession. It was about mine. It was about an indestructible belongingness. It was a threat to anything that would question the belongingness and union between the lover and the beloved. It had nothing ever to do with emotion or feeling or da-de-da. And in that, the love of God is shed abroad by the Holy Spirit. And I found the revelation in my heart that regardless of emotions and feeling and frustration and irritation, that possessive love was there. And I didn't have to chastise myself for being unloving because my faith told me I loved her with that covenant love of God. Regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the emotion, regardless of the feeling. The love of God is powerful and mine and, ir- and resolute and irresistible. That's the love of God. And it's wonderful. And and it's been very difficult. It's been very unpleasant. It's it's been very hard. The only thing I haven't done is change the nappies. But it's been wonderful. And of course, the promise is, and last night, she's 75 today, last night, we thought we wasn't going to have a birthday girl. Last night, she suddenly went downhill and wasn't breathing and was I thought, goodness me. But she's rallied again. That indomitable, balcum balsiness. (laughs) (laughs) But my testimony to you is it's wonderful to know that this love is not about swooning in the moon in June. It's not emotion and sentiment and what I feel like. It's about belonging. It's about the strength of God, and it's spread out from there. I'm actually releasing the love of God to people I see on the road and the mall and on the street. It's, It's wonderful. I I am loving people not because I feel loving. I'm loving people because the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. And I believe it. It's true. And it's strong. And uh, I'm in this dilemma. Um, Jane is having exercises in the morning, she has an ambition to reach the loo. So she won't have to be dependent on a nappy. And she's halfway there. And that's her excitement. But the other possibility, particularly from last evening, she may not live for another day or two or a week, but maybe six months, we don't know. We just don't know. But if she leaves us, what a day of rejoicing that will be for her. Because death, beloved, can only be understood in one sense. The Lord has shown me by the word delight. It is an exquisite, inexpressible, immeasurable delight to be baptized into the fullness of life.
1: So where are you today? What are the struggles that you are, are walking with? For me, as Jonathan was sharing, it is that love of God which gets shed abroad in our hearts. We can't do this thing. I know I did a wedding yesterday and it was for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. And when you 20-something and you're saying those vows, that stuff is far from you. But the reality today is Jonathan has shared what love is. Love is taking us through all these stages of life. And we can't do it on our own. And that's why the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. That's why he has given us Holy Spirit that we might love. That we might love with a covenantal kind of love, which uh, Jonathan has been talking about, and so probably the first step of that is just us knowing today, today, you and I, knowing that we are loved. We serve a good, good Father, a Father who loves us, who walks with us through all the through all the valleys, all the shadows of death. He walks with us, and we've been on the theme of. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And we will live in the house of the Lord forever. That is the promise of Scripture. That is why we can rejoice today. And we can bring hope to a world which needs hope. I just want to... We're not going to do too much more because I think everything we're going to to worship. I'm going to ask Zalani to just come and share a testimony and a story of bringing hope to our nation as he went to minister at a soup kitchen
3: during the week. Morning, Church. Yeah. I'm, I'm really deeply f- feeling the Holy Spirit around. And Jonathan has been a great Mkhulu in my life. When I came here at Sarebto when I was six years old, I could not even understand any word of you saying in English. Because it was too much British. So, you've been speaking to me in tongues for a couple of time until I could understand English. But you've been very inspiring in our life. We're doing this because of what you have taught us. And thank you. And really honor you for that. Which, um, it's, it's been amazing with Jonathan. And the only, the reason I stand here and share the gospel is because of love. And sometimes I look back in my life, I said, why? You are becoming a pastor. (laughs) Why do I do that? But because God has been amazing. i got nothing to do. He's the one doing the work. For me, I'm just a downpipe. I have to obey him and trust him that he's doing the work. So every time I look back and then I look at the situation and thinking, how did I come out of this? And I've realized God is amazing. The grace of God is upon me. I shall respect and honor him and continue sharing the gospel all the time. So I went to Stockville as usual every time on Wednesdays and there's a soup kitchen and we give a soup to what the families around in the valley. So there's a place called Gum on the side of Stockville. Uh other people from Stockville don't know it, we call it Elokshini. And I don't know why they call it a location, because it's a suburbs this area. <laughs> a location. <laughs> so, other the time, it, I wasn't expecting this is what I would find. But in God, you just have to be available and make sure God is doing something and is using you on that situation. Here, everyone can preach the gospel. We are called to go and be a disciples of the nation. Not just me, at your workplace, everywhere you are. You actually should not be ashamed of seeing that Jesus loves you. But there are situations where sometimes you're thinking you must hide under the table. Because you're thinking, why Lord you use me on this time? So I went in Stockville as usual. Having a great time, there's a, a circle where I pack my car and give the soup, starting to preach the gospel. And then it's always a great time. But this time I did not realize that it's about the elections of the new council, the ward term. So I get there, I'm thinking, okay, things are okay. And I'm not going to mention the political part, but it will catch you in the spirit. (laughs) There comes, as I'm preaching, there's guys around, there will be a lot of crowd. And then I give the soup and I share the word of God. Tell them how Jesus loved them. That is a nice part. And as you look, there's a road coming down there comes this political part with a very scary dressing code. Red. (laughs) Walking down the street, singing all those songs that are not godly. You're going to die. So I'm standing around and I'm thinking, should I stop preaching or should I turn my car and drive away? But there is this part of me. If I die for Christ, that will never matter. I die in a good hands. There is a fear again coming and start crippling to me. The fear of a man, but not the fear of God. Do I fear God or do I fear the man? How many times... We are scared of sharing the gospel because we are fear of the man. And I look around and I say, no, I'll carry on preaching. Come boys, get me. And they stop singing. And I thought, there is a time again. Let me run to my car. I've got the chance to drive past. But the Lord has said, you are here to bring the unity. You are here to reconcile the people that they don't like each other. The center of this is love. And there is my other friends, they are protecting their pastor. You better touch our pastor. You are in big problem. <laughs> the other part with the yellow and blue colors, I don't know, something like that. And uh, I said, no, don't worry, guys. <laughs> We've got Christ here. He's the one protecting me. Let me carry on in preaching the word of God. So I keep preaching. And they're coming closer, closer. And then I finish and I start praying. And the Lord did amazing. People gave their life there. Pre- came and prayed for healing. Things happened. And this guy with the red one come walking to me. I think, oh, no. And he said, thank you very much for the gospel. I'm so pleased that you're doing this to the community. And I look. I said, that was not me. It was you, God, doing this. And he said, can you pray with me? I said, sure, brother. Definitely, I'll pray with you. I pray with him. I haven't seen so much the Holy Spirit coming in the presence of the open space. And there was a calmness after that. These other guys, they were friends. (laughs) They were chatting. And I left and saying, when we are called to do something, we should surrender and trusting in Him. That is the one. The only thing that will bring unity is to call the name of Jesus Christ. In this country, the hope it's not in the man, but the hope is the man above. I left, but I knew there was a seed there. I have done and I have obeyed God. There was a seed, and God would be doing something around that area. And from there, I had an opportunity to be called at my high school to go and minister the gospel there, which is, it really amazed me to leave high school for the next six years and they told you, come back and preach. (laughs) Virtually, we called to come and tell about the carrier. But the one kid asked me, he said, why did you decide to be a pastor? But I told them, I haven't decided. God called me to do it. I like to be a logistic management. But in God's planning, you don't really do anything. He's the one appoint you to direct. I had a very great time as well at school. I ministered the word of God. Tell them about the father. That each and everyone one coming around here, you're losing your identity because you're looking for the earthly father. But I have a great father who is the provider. It was amazing to see young people give their love to Jesus Christ. And I wouldn't do it if I don't know him. I have to know him so I can let him known as well. I just want to challenge you, church. I want to read this. It keeps me going. And other time, I used to be scared about preaching the word of God. I used to be afraid. Sometimes I was like, tell the person, Jesus loves you, and go back and hide. But, If you're doing it in your own understanding, you're not going to do it. Let the Spirit do it for you. And this is amazing. Jesus is telling us in Matthew 28. I read it over and over and over. And uh, it's in my mind. It says, therefore, go. doesn't say stop. It says go. What is make? You're making disciples of the nations. Of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Son, of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I want to do that. And I keep saying to my kids, I don't want to be the dad that they say, When is he's dead, what did your dad do? I want them to say, my dad has told people about Jesus Christ. I want them, as I walk with Christ, I want them to do the same. I actually said it and over again. I have the one person that every time in the Pagati family, who have stood up and stopped the cares of all the generations, something that is not in the kingdom. I said, I will stand up and stand for Christ. Even now. Amen.
0: Good morning, everybody. Um, Didn't you get excited when you heard about the red uh, suits getting all friendly and excited? It sort of feels so good. And um, what I want to share is, is something called proclamation the power of proclamation. Um, we are not all called to intercession But I think we are all called to prayer And I think proclamation Is something incredibly powerful And I'm no doubt That this is going on in South Africa People are proclaiming God's word And God's will That God's will is for good And not for evil He wants to bless us He wants to give us a future And he's never changed He still wants to do this I just want to read something It's a proclamation out of Psalm 33 and it goes like this. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him for he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts The purposes of the people. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart for all generations. Now combine this with Jeremiah who says, I know what I have for you. I've got plans for good and not for evil, plans to prosper you and give you a future. Let's be encouraged to proclaim that word. Let's be, proclaim, uh, let's be encouraged to proclaim the word of the Lord, his purposes, his will for our nations. And we will hear more of those testimonies where the red outfits bow their knee to the living God and give thanks to him and praise him. Let's do it.